the front page to screen. Hello. Hello, gentlemen. How are you this evening? Very good. How are you? I'm all right. I'm tired because I finished work <laughs> 13 hours ago and had a whole three hours sleep, so I'm doing well. Ow. But never mind. I'm not back until Sunday night, Monday night, one of them two. Who knows? So all is good. All is good yeah. with me in the world. What about you? How are you doing, Bob? I'm not too bad. Not too bad. A um, few issues earlier in the week, all sorted now. Uh-oh. Work issues, home issues, twenty wife issues. Oh god! Oh no! But all sorted now in your favour. Um, well, so, all sorted we happily, should we say? Good, 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 good. Uh, anybody would have okay. thought that once that piece of paper is signed, that it's all pretty much done and dusted. But it doesn't seem to be the case, does it? Apparently not. Mm. <laughs> Somebody needs to look at the terms and conditions of these little pieces of paper. Mm-hmm. because it uh, doesn't sound like it was making Bob's life any easier this week. <laughs> so how are you, Rob? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm very good. Uh, enjoying the uh, the windy weather here and uh, yeah. on West Shore. Ah, the sea. I haven't seen the sea for ooh, a long time. Probably a year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah, rub it in. Go on. There you go. Thank you very much. Yes, you can both see the ocean. Thank you. All I can see is concrete and trees. Which I'll isn't bustle too bad. you some and uh, send it in the post. Please do. Uh, uh, shall we play a small violin, Rob? Yeah. Yeah, do. <laughs> Only if you play it well, though. <laughs> How's lockdown treating the, uh, you in England anyway? Oh, Jesus. It gets, gets more farcical by the flipping day doesn't it the, the latest brainwave seems to be that they're going to relax bits and pieces for five days over christmas because you know people possibly can't cope with not seeing people and then it will uh, end up being a month-long lockdown after that as a as a consequence for the five days that everybody's allowed to go do whatever well what happens if i'm not going to go do whatever do i not have to be locked down for the month of january that's tough luck Flipping mental. Do I answer? Go on. Go on, on, Rob. Okay, answer me a question, though. I'm obviously not uh, up to speed with English lockdown laws at the moment. Me, me, you, and Bob, and everybody as well. I think. I was on. I was on the phone earlier for business, and uh, I was speaking to somebody in England. Yes. And partway through the phone call, um, I was asked to wait and they said I'll just be right back they obviously put the phone down on the side and I could hear the conversation going on in the background and what happened is their door had um, been knocked on and it was the local vicar and somebody else um, asking if another member of that person's household was in because they wanted to talk um, about um, some um, church hall um, business now, is is that seen That's as essential? As far as I know, it is breaking the rules, isn't it? That's what yeah. I thought, but yeah. you know, I, I just thought I'd uh, throw it out there and check. But I, I think here in England, I don't think, and Bob, you can chip in with what you see from your end. But I don't think the rules apply. It's like you know, we're we're all sold. We remember remember when rules were rules, and you pretty much had to follow them. Now I think they're optional, from what it seems. <laughs> well, I mean. We see this even from our ruling party. Yes. I mean, 
you've you've got the situation this week where um, the prime minister, who has been telling us to you know kind of it's lockdown, you've got to isolate and all this, yeah, nothing only nothing that isn't vitally important should be done face to face. If you can get away with doing things over the phone or video conferencing, do that. Uh, and even if you are face to face, maintain a safe social distancing. Yeah. So we've got the pictures of him shaking hands and basically being next to a guy having a, a meeting that could have quite easily taken place over the video conferencing. Yeah. And then he basically saying, oh yeah, I've tested positive again. Yeah, did. <laughs> or is that just the kind of circle test and trace actually finding him from the last time? I don't think so, but while we're talking track and trace, so you'll be familiar with the Royal Blackburn Hospital, won't you, Bob? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a big training hospital in, in Blackburn, and yeah. the nurses there are not wearing PPE because they haven't got any. What? And not only that, but when they start their shift, they are told to switch off their track and trace. What? So they're not allowed to do that. And if a nurse does, t- a nurse or a doctor or whatever, does test positive, they're not allowed to go home straight away. They've got to carry on working. And that's, that's come from somebody who wor- who works in that hospital. So it's not like I heard or read it on Facebook. Do you know, I, oh, I, I, I have a spy yeah. in that hospital who's, who's feeding me bits and pieces. So it's, uh, yeah. It's, it's, that it's, is ridiculous. It's madness. And that's a big hospital. That's not some little that local. That's a, you know, a big arse hospital. Well, that basically, they closed down a lot of the local hospitals and everything really has moved there. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those. It's basically a case of the catchment area for that probably covers everywhere from, like, you know, perhaps Todmorden at one end, going all the way through to Bolton at the other. Yeah, of course. Um, Possibly Rochdale at one end, going all the way up towards... Preston at the other. Yep, which is a big catchment area. So, if anybody can yep. work out why the northwest of England is one of the highest ones for COVID, uh, answer us on a postcard because we are stumped. Can't possibly <laughs> think why that would be. Oh, so it's farcical. I was, um, and I don't want to name him, but I was chatting to a wonderful podcaster who I know who's he's in the US, and I, I suspect he may have voted for Donald Trump, but I'm not. Judged. I don't follow out the people from who they voted for and whatnot, but. Um, he, he's been messaging me saying all oh, things are getting worse over there and we, we don't see everything that happens on the media and all so he's, I you know, why. he's not trying to indoctrinate <laughs> me or anything. he's generally just keeping me up to date because we sort of share similar interests and stuff and um, so we're chatting about that and I said like, sometimes I've just got to step away from the news <laughs> it, just, it just annoys me it's like, and it's not just the US news it's the UK news it's flipping Brexits and lockdowns and Covids and yes. vaccines it's like do you know what I'm going to just put on one of my new Blu-rays and forget about the outside world you've got to uh-huh. you go nuts well, I, I, I honestly am coming to the point now that I believe you cannot trust the news coming out of your own country if no, you want to know exactly what's going on yeah. look at the news about your country from another country yes that's what i do a lot of time there's no uh, political yeah. swing there it's just then it's because we're reporting on what's happening in yeah that's the best way to do it because what you yeah. see certainly with the bbc in the uk that is shocking oh yeah because definitely. i remember a few months back probably around march or february whatever but 
we were locked down, and there was massive protests and police standoffs and all sorts in London. It was it was big news, and people on Twitter and Facebook were sharing the videos because they were there at the time. BBC yeah. not even reporting on it at all. Nothing. Yeah. So yeah, you're right there, Bob. It's just you know go look at an Italian website and see what they're reporting about the UK. Yeah. It's madness, but yeah, this is uh, escapism. I did enjoy our last episode, which was escapism, and I think escapism yeah. should be a wonderful theme, I think, certainly as we're going into what I'm pretty sure is going to be a horrible, chaotic Christmas where everybody thinks, yay, the virus is having five days off, let's all get together and get drunk. Uh, no, think, thank you. Yeah, I think it should be mandatory. Everyone should have at least one day of escapism per week. Yeah, I really do. Yeah. yeah. You see it on Twitter a lot where people are just tweeting about how fed up and how depressed they are and it's like just switch off your social media oh yeah. my god i mean i have a rant on twitter and stuff now and again but if i'm in a really horrible fed up mood it's like i'm just switching my computer off i'm gonna sit and watch top gun or days of thunder or something or yeah. put, put mm. mash on or whatever well this is it i've already earmarked this sunday as a i'm switching off phones it's healthy i'm not gonna look at social media no. i'm just going to relax chill out Catch up on some of the films that I want to watch. Yeah, that's yeah, the hard part. That, that's feel good. That's stressful enough trying to work out which films to watch. That's. Oh, no, I'll that's just put on about, something feel good. Yeah, that works. So, what about you, Rob? What how's uh, how's lockdown in Wales? Um. Well, we're we're out of lockdown now. Yeah. So, um, you know, last weekend was our. Our first weekend out of lockdown, and you should have seen the amount of people walking the streets, you know, (laughs) because they, you know, they were out again. They've been to pubs and clubs and... BBC reports landed all full of streetwalkers. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's, you know, crazy. Um, I've seen people who don't live in households around here going into households etc etc you know sometimes I think we're the only ones who listen to lockdown rules and actually follow them Hmm. well if you think about it, obviously don't go through it all on this podcast or it would be a very long one but you think about all (laughs) the people you directly know and then you think about how many of those are following every rule Mm -hmm. I know very few I mean I know very few people in real life anyway but I know, most of the people I know have been breaking one or some of the I rules. I was going to say, yeah. I think most people are breaking some of the rules. Yeah. Then you get to the other end of the spectrum where there's some folk breaking virtually all the rules. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's madness. Yeah. Absolute madness. It is. Yeah. So on a, on a good thing, and my work was so busy and I was so well organized. got most of my Christmas shopping done the other night online, which is quite Sweet. Good. Lovely. Like it. So then, uh, Annette and I spent most of the day just answering the door and taking parcels in. So it's like, <laughs> oh my God, oh no, you can't see that one because obviously she's ordered some things for me that are being delivered yeah. and vice versa. And <laughs> so we're like running off into another room, opening it up, going, oh no, that's that's for Bob, that's for Rob, that's for Annette. Let's hide that one. So um, I've also made sure that this year I'm not just buying solely off Amazon. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah. uh, I introduced Annette to Etsy. Which is an amazing site if you've never been it on is, Etsy. Yes. It's absolutely fantastic. It's put like, because I'd mentioned it to to Annette. So just check out Etsy. She's like, I just built that. So I'll put it in. And she's, I think she's bought quite a lot 
from Etsy because I don't want to give all my money to one big conglomerate that doesn't pay tax in this country anyway, or at least not the amount they're supposed to. I want to support little different shops. So, yeah. And I have bought some from like other big chains, but it's not solely Amazon. Nor should I must be. admit, in theory, things should ease in the UK on December the 2nd. So I'm not doing most of my shopping till then and that. I'm kind of hoping on the first weekend following that. Yeah. You know, basically I can get out to some of the shops around here <laughs> and luck. support some of the local ones. <laughs> yeah, local, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, I mean, we've got a, a, a decent market here as well. So yeah. we've got some kind of, yeah, um, hand, handicraft stuff there and what have you. So, yeah, yeah of yeah. course. Rather than just give it to one company, support the, exactly, the, the smaller yeah. person, so to speak. So yeah. That's what I've been doing. What about you, Rob? I know we've both got Amazon. Well, we've all got Amazon Prime, so we get oh, the yeah. free delivery. And I have bought some stuff off there. If it's cheaper than the other places, I can get it. Why, why would I not look after my own pocket? But I've thought yeah. outside the box for a lot of presents. And it's like, let's, let's leg it to Etsy and see what wonderful things I can find. Oh, I totally agree with you. You know... Uh this year, there's uh, no way I'm uh, choosing uh, all the presents from Amazon. Uh, I'm buying everybody an Amazon gift card, and they can choose them themselves. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and why not? One of the weird ones that happened today, um, it's not a Christmas present. It was something that I'd ordered for myself. Uh, they came out on pre-order in September, so I thought, oh, yeah, I'll order that from Amazon. It'll get delivered to the door. Hmm. It's due for release in... I'm not sure if it's about the 24th of November. So it's a case of, okay, yeah, great. You know, thought it'll come out on the 24th. I should have it because I'm Amazon Prime. I'll have it by the end of the week. Yeah. No. Had an email from them today. Uh, Yeah, your delivery is going to be delayed till at least December the 16th. Oh, (laughs) no. Uh, And the price had gone up. Oh, I'd scrap it then. I did. Hmm. I looked online, found another supplier... Um, basically a bookstore yeah. Um, that did it cheaper. Reckoned they already had stock in, so I thought I'd give it a go. Mm-hmm. Ordered it, and in theory it's been dispatched within three days. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what you want. <clears throat> yes. But yeah, certainly with the price going on, I mean, delay you could possibly think, well, fair enough, but when you put the price up, it's like, I'm going to have to wait longer and pay more. No, I'm all right, thanks. I mean, <laughs> you know, we're talking about Amazon. A delay? You would have thought that someone, you know, a producer of books would have made sure Amazon had a high (laughs) stock. You would hope so. But no, apparently not. And I could understand it if I'd just ordered it. But no, I ordered this on the day that it went on Mm pre-order. So I'm thinking, I'm one of the first. I should get one of the first copies. Oh, no. Still, it could be worse. You could have a PlayStation 5 ordered with game. Which is causing a bit of chaos. So it comes out tomorrow. I could have one of the PlayStation. Xbox ones. You can't, I can't find one of them. I can't well, find a pre-order for anything. Several people bought them yeah. and ended up they're basically bricked. The what? The bricked they're already. D- oh, they're dead already. Oh no, dead, dead Uh-oh. on arrival. That's bad. And of course, there's no stock to replace them. No, there isn't. Um, I read someone. I think someone had bought them. I don't know whether it was Game or somewhere like that. They yeah. got it from. You know, they had it on pre-order, went and picked it up at midnight or whenever. Got it on, plugged it in, DOA. Oh. Contacted Game. Game said, oh, sorry, you're going to have to talk to Microsoft. See, I hate all that. And it's like, no, I bought it off you. 
mm-hmm. my contract is with you. You've yeah. sold mm-hmm. me something that's faulty. Uh, you sold it me. Microsoft didn't. Yes. So that's madness. But uh, PlayStation comes out tomorrow, and pretty much most of the people who have pre-ordered it got an email earlier on today saying, oh, unfortunately, Royal Mail aren't going to be delivering it. We've uh, They were a little bit busy, so we've contracted it out to Yodel and Hermes. <laughs> and, uh, I'm hoping someone on our street has ordered one. I should get one. Yes, you probably will, actually. <laughs> uh, maybe in, in the same town you may end up with one. Check your, yeah, check your back, over the back garden. And uh, <laughs> Yodel have sent an email out today saying, oh, sorry, we're really, really busy. Uh, you're not going to get it on release date, but you'll get it as soon as possible. <laughs> so all these oh. all these people on Twitter have gone absolutely mental because obviously things with games, that you want it on the yeah. day it comes out, don't you? Because that's what you paid for. But So that's the, the latest shitstorm. It is odd, actually, with pre-orders. I've got quite a bit on pre-order at the moment. And uh, I remember the good old days. Um, You know, I'm talking a few years ago. Pre-order meant that you would get the item probably a couple of days beforehand. Yeah. yeah. Now, pre-order, if you read on Amazon, etc., usually means it should be with you the day after. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, very odd. I'll just go out and buy it from a shop if they're still a thing. But yeah, no, you would certainly with Blu-rays and games and stuff. It would come out on the Monday. You'd get it on like the Saturday. It's like yes, yeah. thank you. Now you don't get it on time. Following Friday, absolutely madness. And if it's delivered by Herpes, it's over someone else's garden gate. I know. <laughs> well, I've I've bought Annette's present, and thankfully that seems to be coming with DPD. So I'm quite happy with that. <laughs> I was I was a little bit concerned. I'm like I do do not want that losing. Um, but oh. no, that's. DPD. So today I've had some Amazon stuff show up, and I think the rest is Royal Mail. Uh, one of Rob's showed up, but because I'd finished work at 7 o'clock this morning, they're like, oh, sorry we missed you, it's back at the delivery office. So I'm going to go out <laughs> tomorrow and pick that up. Um, and I check all the prezzies and then post them out. To, well, post them out to Rob. Bob, I will see uh, at a yeah. safe distance, of course, before. But it's kind of weird. This is yeah, like a f- wonderful backyard. I do. It's a big. Well, it's not a big backyard, but it's it's definitely sociable, dis- social distanceable. So, <laughs> so that's not too bad. But yeah, this will be the first year where I think I've pretty much got everything done. But I just need to stop because I've got to realise I've got a month till I get the next wage. Yes. And it's like, yeah, I need to slow down because I will need money for stuff other than presents. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think enough's enough now with the gift buying. So how are you doing, Rob? Are you finished? Or are you ongoing? Or have you not uh, started yet until after Thanksgiving? No, it's it's an ongoing process. Um, the um, the prepping for for the fish and the fish tank and, and everything has pretty much taken oh, yeah. over a lot of my time. So um, you know, it, if you ask me, you know, how many hours I've spent researching. Um, whether I should have gravel, sand, soil, um, <laughs> you know, we're, we're talking kind of 12 hours plus just on that one subject. Wow. Um, <laughs> to the point where I then found the the substrate, that's the fish talk, yeah. the <laughs> okay. substrate that, uh, that we were going to have in the tank that I was very happy with um, and went to order it and realised... It was an American brand and not available over here. Oh, poo. So, um, so I th- that didn't What's the deter British me. Equivalent? Well, it, it it doesn't have one, so oh, no. it didn't deter me. So, uh, off to Amazon.com, <laughs> and tomorrow I get um, 
15 pounds of sand being delivered all the way from America. Oh, oh wow. God, the courier's um, going to love you. Yeah. The, the, the funny thing about it is um, it, it worked out in my favor. Um, we went to buy it, and the delivery was pretty much the same price as the sand itself. <laughs> and you know so I, I you know i'd resign myself you know fair enough i'm spending 75 pounds on three bags of sand yeah so um ordered and chose the express delivery because that was literally four dollars more than standard delivery okay. <laughs> wow. so why not go express yeah, exactly. exactly um however it's the the date that was promised to me came and, and went <laughs> and now we're into the same time as the standard delivery but i've paid express so jumped on to chat with uh, amazon.com the other day and uh, expressed how disappointed i was and got told we can totally understand that as soon as your item arrives send us an email and we'll refund you the postage i thought great yeah. that's gonna save me a lot Half of money <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. of course so, uh, you know, in the end, it worked out all right. So, yeah, that's taken over my life pretty much um, the fish at the moment. Have you um, started on looking for plants? Um, I've got a list of plants. <laughs> um, seen as I'm, uh, it, it's turned into a South American fish tank. Oh that seems God. to be where there's, where there's pretty where much got some piranhas in there. <laughs> so, uh, I've been looking at South American uh, plants, and now from those plants, I'm trying to work out which ones um, are the best oxygenating plants as well. So, because to me, everything in there should go, you know, do its best at keeping the whole thing going. So, you know, so if there's five plants to choose from, and three of them are excellent at, at producing oxygen and two of them are only okay, then those two are going and it's just going to be the three that are excellent. Yeah. <laughs> you put some serious research into this fish tank. Oh, I thought this was going to be cheap. <laughs> but no, no not no. if you do it correctly. <laughs> no, 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 no. Gone are the days when it's just uh, fill this Perspex thing up with tap water. Those oh, yeah. days aren't around anymore. If, in fact, uh, they ever were. And so... Even to the point where you know we, we'd got the the fish tank, and uh, I realised that actually now when introducing um, fish into the tank, you're not supposed to put them all in one go because of no. the jump in in the yeah. bio load. Again, another a fish uh, fish term uh, in the tank. <laughs> so you're supposed to kind of add them, you know, stage by stage. Um, now, if you're doing that though, because they're not all coming from the same place at the same time. The later fish that you add perhaps could bring disease into your tank. So really, you should quarantine them. So the other day, I bought a second tank from Pets at Home to be the quarantine tank. Yes. Can you get little masks for them? <laughs> and I also ask Not them to, sure. to social distance. Because I'm right. Things. Maybe put up a little sign. Yeah, wash the wash guilt. Yeah, wash the hands for twenty hands. seconds each time. Was, is it hands? Hans Gill's space or something Han, I don't know what it is, it's one of them they keep changing the slogan every week, I don't know anymore but, uh, neither do they that's the problem yeah that is exactly the problem isn't it? I, I, I can assure you that none of the fish are going to be named Boris no, or Karen no, don't call any fish okay. Karen either so yeah <laughs> 
Very Interesting times for you. Yeah. <laughs> Expensive times for you. I'm yeah. S- there is a and reason, Bob. Now we might look that the, the fish will go in and a week later they'll all be dead. Or they'll have eaten all the plants. Or they'll have eaten all the other fish. There'll be one there going, where'd everybody go? Burp. (laughs) There is a reason I choose watching films as a hobby. It's easy and it's a damn sight cheaper. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's after that week when there's one left that Rob turns to Nicole and says, see, I told you it was a piranha. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just get some piranhas in there, place some bets. You You could do that over Teams or Skype or whatever, couldn't you? Just which one's going to be there last. Mm-hmm. So, so what what have you been up to, Bob? Other than the, the crazy start to the week, which, as you said, has sorted itself out somewhat. What, what else you been doing? Well, like I said, um, that uh, basically uh, to put it all into perspective. That's all to do with a holiday. Okay. So um, yes, um, we've actually sorted it out. Uh, apparently, I was a real bastard for wanting to take my daughter on holiday. Yeah, I mean, why, uh, why, why, Bob? So you well, know, feel free, feel free to jump in here, Rob. But why, as a parent, Bob, would you want to give your daughter worldly experience and expand her knowledge? Why would you want to exactly. do that? Why? Yeah, it's terrible. Here. I know. I'm I'm a bad dad. What can I say? Yeah. So you were you were genuinely getting into a little bit of trouble because you wanted to take her on holiday. The world yeah, is not. I've not cleared everything with her first. Um, you know, I've basically got to say tell her everything yeah. before I even mention anything to Emily and that means absolutely everything um, yeah. is, it, but, is this lady Emily's mum or is she her lawyer which one is it I'm, a, I'm getting a little bit confused now well <laughs> I'm presuming though um, if this is what you should be doing it goes both ways she's yes. been doing that for years with you <laughs> yeah yeah, it's, it's, that's a very good point like you made there, Rob. So I, I just thought I'd throw that out there. I've been watching a lot of uh, Better Call Saul, you know. Yes. Just, you know, just just call me up. I'll be there. I can represent you. Yeah. You know, it doesn't work both ways. No. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But so anyway, that that was earlier. Hopefully, now all resolved. Everything's moving forward. Things are looking good. So we've got our fingers crossed on a holiday coming up. Yes. Lovely. So that's good. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, been working, and there's been some. It, it's been Muppet Week, yeah, wasn't it? Just <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, I mean, to give you an idea, we've had one guy today. Uh, I got a, an email come in, came in from um, one of our managers that basically said, "Oh, we've had a call from such and such a customer. Can you give them a call? They want to cancel the services." Okay, fair enough. So I gave this gentleman a call. Hi, you know, it's Andrew. Uh, uh, how can I help you? Because, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, we're having to close down the business because of all, you know, like the COVID situation and what have you. So we want to cancel our services with you. Yeah. Fair enough. No problems. Um, can you send in an email? Um, well, I can't really because my emails are not working at the moment. Okay, in what way are they not working? Well, I can receive them, but they're not sending. So I did a bit of digging while they were on the thing, and it's kissing. I'm seeing nothing hitting our outgoing servers for (laughs) mail going out. So I checked the incoming server, the ones that they were connecting to, found the relevant IPs, and it's a case of, um, yeah, I can see, kind of, you've been collecting mail. Oh, no, no, I haven't. (laughs) Uh, 
Yes, you have. Yeah, you have. <laughs> so, um, I've got two IP addresses. One's via BT, and the other one's via um, Orange, which, oh, I've not got anything with them. Uh-oh. Oh, who are you with? Well, I'm with EE. <laughs> that is Orange, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that is Orange. Yeah. Or- orange is what they were. They then be- rebranded to EE. Well, I thought EE were BT. What? Yeah, they got oh. bought out by BT. Oh, it's all very confusing, these companies buying each other out, isn't it? Mm. So, so why is it not going? Well, Orange stroke EE have a habit of hijacking outgoing mail and trying to send it via their servers. Mm-hmm. So it may be worth you changing, making some changes. Yeah. <laughs> Change your port. Wow. Yes, exactly. <laughs> What's five eight seven? How do I do that? <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So it, it was quite good because I've then had to email him back with details because he wanted to change his passwords and on that email of course because his initial thing was i want to cancel my services with you yeah was basically saying these are the emails that you email uh, addresses that you've got with us do you want to cancel those even though you're wanting to use them <laughs> yeah and i bet he went no no i'll keep those well no that don't work like that does it well, <laughs> you're you cancelling the services yeah well i don't want to pay for them I want to cancel all my services with your company, Bob, but I would like to keep all the things. Yeah, I'll keep everything that you give me. I just don't want to pay. (laughs) People are just weird. They're getting weirder, though. They're getting weird. I I got a customer this week because I've received my parcel and there's a missing item in it. Think what? I'm pretty sure if it's missing, it's not in the freaking parcel, is it? It's like, um, okay. And you can kind of work out what they mean, but it's like, do you know what? If you're not even going to say it properly. I don't, I don't think your English is too good. I've had a few this week. They'll come through and they'll go, hi, I wish to discuss my order. You go, not a problem. Can I have your order number? Order of it. Okay. Can I uh, take the email address that you used to place the order and your full name, please? Uh, I don't know what the email address was. Can you not find my order? With what? <laughs> you have not given me anything whatsoever. The force. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a male and I live in Scotland. Yes. Okay. Well, I know. That I had some- it down. No. I had somebody that uh, that came in. Well, I wish to make a change to my order, please. And basically, once you've placed it, you can't change anything at all. It's just the way the thing works. Done that. Can't do it. You placed it. Tough shit. You want to send something back? Fine. Do it. You can't cancel it. Nothing. So, um, so it's as have you got your order number? No, I've got it. Okay, right. Well, you got an email address. Can't remember which one it was. Right. Well, I'm going to need that in order to access your details. Well, if they give you my name, can you not just go and find a parcel? Yeah, all right then. Let's go into this big warehouse. It's got about two hundred thousand parcels in it. Go, oi, where's that one for Dave? Well, it's over there, I think, next to Fred's. All right, no problem. Thanks. They're, they're clueless. It's just people are getting worse this year. And obviously, you go on social media and it's just full of clowns. Yes. Madness, which is very good when you mentioned you were stepping away on a Sunday to go, Do you know what? I'm having a day off the computer. I, uh, I did delete my Facebook app from my phone, as I said. And I am yes. not missing it whatsoever. I'll log into the page itself every couple of days, have a look at the notifications. I've still yep. got Messenger, so that's fine. And I do not miss it at all. It's just one less thing for me to check to see what meaningless stuff has been going on yeah. <laughs> over the past few days. Uh-huh. But it's uh, yeah, it's kind of mad. So uh, did all your Blu-rays show up, Bob? You've got them all now. Yes. Um, Good, same uh, here. Yeah, I think, I don't know, it wasn't on our last 
podcast I told you. It was afterwards, wasn't it? We were speaking on the phone. I think so, yes. But yes, yes, I got my, got my uh, Blu-rays. I've, I've been my... looking for more now. <laughs> well, I was, but I've decided with Arrow, I'm only going to buy them when they're on sale. Yes, so I was what? doing the same. <laughs> so I looked on, and it's... The thing is with Arrow, there's lots of different sub-Arrows. There's like Arrow Academy, Arrow Noir, yeah. Arrow Video. I'm just going to collect the Arrow Video ones, I think, because they're all the sort of ones that we watch. You know, like... Uh, well, this is it. I was species. looking on their website today, and there were some that were very tempting, like yeah. the some of the special editions. Oh, yeah. But at 40 quid a pop, I was thinking, <laughs> you can't really... No, kind of ratify that just, as much as I would love to. Just wait, and they'll put a sale on. Yeah, and uh, and you'll end up getting it for like Black Friday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So all mine showed up. I've started watching them. Uh, so you know, I'll get onto that. But uh, let's start with Rob. Oh, Rob, the showmasters are doing a signing of for Pat- Sir Patrick Stewart. Uh, mm-hmm. So you can get his autograph. It is only, I've got it. It is only a hundred and thirty-five pounds. Holy schmoly! Mine was free. Bar, do, have you got a signed Patrick Stewart thing? I do indeed. Tell me the story about that one then. Uh, it goes back to um, to my high school days. Um, my my mum happened to work with somebody who was friends with Patrick Stewart's brother. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! And um, it came up in conversation somehow, and uh, my mum happened to mention what a big Star Trek fan I was. And um, a week or two later, um, he came into work with a signed photo of Patrick and said, this is for your son. Oh, very nice. 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 So, yeah, that, that's my Patrick Stewart photo. Uh, it's him in, like, a, a white tuxedo. Looks quite quite nice. Oh, very, very cool. So you are the only one on the podcast that has a signed Patrick Stewart. I've got signed Marina Sirtis. I know. I'm, I'm I met her. jealous of that. She, you know, she was good. One of my first crushes. Yeah. <laughs> Mine was uh, Denise Crosby. Mm-hmm. I was always a Tasha Yar fan on that. And I've seen her, but I didn't have the courage to go up and go, hey, how are you doing? So I, I did manage to snap a picture of her from a distance. But, you know, I don't well, That goes quite well because I was more Beverly Crusher. Ah. Well, that works. That's uh, yeah. that is a perfect <laughs> night out, then, isn't it? Really. <laughs> and on that note, Rob, what have you been watching? Right. Well, I may as well uh, jump right in there with Star Trek Discovery season three, episode five. Um, every week now, you're just going to get the next one, aren't you? Until the end of uh, season three. Yeah. Um, not a bad episode. Um, not one of its best um, this season. Uh, Episodes one, two, and three uh, are by far the best so far, but but still uh, very watchable uh, and enjoyable. And they didn't introduce a, uh, a race that they'd absolutely destroyed by <laughs> by changing the look. So uh, I was happy with that. Nice. Um, moving on, um, I mentioned it earlier. Better Call Saul. Um, quite addicted to that at the moment. So much so that um, yesterday I spent from four p.m. until one a.m watching wow better call soul so i'm now on series two episode 10 in (laughs) in like the stroke in in about a week a week and a half now i've got up to that level from from series one episode one so i'm not doing badly at all and i'm really enjoying it i miss being able to do that with tv shows a i don't really have the spare time to do it and i just i don't know i get distracted it's like a 
Bob, Bob and I could just sit down and watch like the whole season of Oz at one point. Let's just batter oh, through yeah. 24 or whatever. But <laughs> I haven't done that for ages, had a proper movie marathon. So I may may try and do that soon. Yeah, it inspired it, me. It was just one of those things that I just decided, you know what, I'm finishing work early, uh, you know, and I'm going to take some time for me. Yeah, my back was giving me trouble. And so it was just, you know what, I'm just going to sit down and watch Better Call Saul. And, nice. you know, it, it, it reached the point where Nicole had gone to bed next to me. And I'm like, hey, I've got five minutes left for this episode. I'll just finish this episode. And the episode finished. I'm like, I can squeeze one more oh, in. Wow. <laughs> you know, so yeah, I've really been enjoying that. So, um, you know, I- I'm going to miss it once it gets to, to the end. Yeah, well, uh, I think you've got a few more seasons yet. So yeah, you're I think doing it, okay. There's five. So, um, you know, uh, but it won't be long. Yeah. A uh, couple of weeks. Yeah, probably the rate you're going. Yeah. Get yourself into so, the West Wing. That'll keep quiet for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> now we move on to movies. So, um, I'll start off uh, in order which I watched them. So, Joker. Oh, uh, is this the first time watch for you as well? It is. Okay, as Bob said, thoughts? Um, I really enjoyed it. It's one of those movies, um, very much like they did with The Walking Dead and Negan, where you start off hating a character and they can actually bring you around to liking them. (laughs) Yeah. You know, the, you know, You've you've seen so much of the Joker over the years, and it's always been you know this this you know maniacal maniac you know hell bent on you know murder and mayhem. Yeah, exactly, and it's it's just like come on, Batman, the clown prince of um, <laughs> and you know this movie really has you feeling sorry for him, you know, and. And, you know, there's times um, such as the subway scene where you're rooting for him. You're like, go on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, once it gets to, to kind of hurting more more innocent bystanders, then kind of that drops off a bit. But, I, you know, you really do sympathize with the character. And I really like that about it. And I loved actually how it came full circle to... Um, the end scene kind of linking in with um, what we we know of kind of the Batman story. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Joaquin Phoenix is amazing in that role, isn't he? Yeah. He did so much improvisation in that film as well. If you look into the making of and stuff, a lot of it, the dancing scene and, you know, all that sort of stuff was just him going, right, I'm going to try stuff. Uh, I think there's a scene in, is it a public bathroom where he's putting his, his, mask, his makeup on or stuff like that? I think yeah. that's all improvised. Him and the filmmakers just went out for a walk, like, let's try something. So it's, uh, the guy is a talented soul. Wow. So, have you seen Joker, Bob? I haven't. It's no. one that I do want to watch. It is good. It's definitely worth watching. It's a different Joker than the, obviously Nicholson and Ledger and, and Cesar Romero yeah. and whatnot. So this is don't think it's of almost it. an origins. It, yeah, it's almost an origins, but it's it you know it doesn't tie into you know Batman v Superman yeah. or or Justice League or anything like that. It's a it's a film about this character called Joker that sort of is sli- is a slightly different take on the Jokers mm. that we've seen. But it's a yeah damn good film, so it's definitely worth watching. I'm glad you like that, Rob. Next, mm. uh, the next one is a Netflix. Uh, Christmas film called Jingle Jangle. Okay. <laughs> um, so, to me, this film reminded me very much of uh, Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium. 
Oh, um, the the kind of toy store that you see in Jingle Jangle, and that doesn't give anything away because it's there from the beginning. Um, does look like it's been picked up from Mr. Megorium's and like slapped into uh, into this movie. Um, it is a musical, and that to me means I can knock some marks off because every time I see a musical now I'm putting it up against um, The Greatest Showman and you know when you put something up against The Greatest Showman you know it's either got to be really really good or it can only you know get downgraded and this gets downgraded because the songs aren't great Um, but you know it's a good family film and, and well worth watching you know if if you know, you're looking to spend some time with your family and watch something on Netflix that's warm and fuzzy. I'm just, I'm not a fan of Christmas movies. I don't mind movies that happen to be set at Christmas, so like Christmas Vacation, National Lampoon, Gremlins, Gremlins and, you know, Die Hard. Die Hard. Jesus. <laughs> why, is, why is the Die Hard thing still, it's been raging for years. Is it a Christmas movie? Is it not? Who cares? It's like it's it's right up there with the does pineapple belong on a pizza. It's like do you know what if you if you want to put it on a pizza, put it on a pizza. I really don't care. But people, do them, it's like every week you'll see a bloody Twitter poll about does yeah. it belong on this and does it belong in the Die Hard one will rear its head again. But mm-hmm. it's just like Jesus. Well, it's only a few days before I trot it out again from my Christmas watch of it. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not getting into the debate about whether it's a Christmas movie or whether it's not, but what makes you trot it out around this time? Is it just, is it a film you associate with the sort of Christmas season? It's a fantastic movie. I've always liked it. Mm-hmm. And I do associate it with Christmas. I mean, yeah. it's set on Christmas Eve. <laughs> and, they're, and, they're having, yes. and they're having a party. So if they, yeah. if they weren't having a party, which is a Christmas one, because a lot of them are wearing hats, yeah. then there would be nobody there to be held hostage. It's like, I don't get why it's an argument. No, it's not. Yes, it Die kind Hard of is. Die Hard 2, another Christmas one. Yeah. Die Hard 3, no. No, Die Hard 3, not so much. And Die Hard 4 and 5 no, are not, not even proper movies, really. Yeah. They're, they're not good films. But, you know, Lethal yeah. Weapon is a Christmas movie. Yes. But it's just, I don't know, I seem to... Uh, who knows? Yeah. Twitter polls. Yeah, it's not Christmas until you've seen Hans Gruber fall from Nakatomi Plaza. I, and I watch that very differently now, because when he falls, that is a genuine reaction from his face. Yeah, they cheated him. They cheated him, went, right, we're going to drop you on three. And he went, one, and he went two. And he slides that look on his face as <laughs> him going, shit. <laughs> so next time you watch it, just, you know, God bless Alan Rickman. But, uh, oh. yeah, amazing. Oh yes. So back to you, Rob. Your list is doing well so far. So would you give the, the Christmas one a thumbs up then? I would. Um, you know, it was like I say, it was one of those warm and fuzzy movies. You know, fantastic to watch with your family. Um, um, just you know, to get more points from me, it would have had to have been written by whoever wrote The Greatest Showman. Yep. Cool. So uh, the last one on my list is um, a Netflix film called Rim of the World. Okay. What have you been watching? Sounds dubious. It does sound dubious, doesn't it? Well, this film, if you look at, you know, it's Rotten Tomato score or on IMDb, it gets absolutely panned. Um, <laughs> you know, terrible movie, never watch it, throw it in a bin, you know, lock it in a vault, never to be seen again, whatever. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> um, to me... It has that feeling of, um, you know, a fantastic coming of age 80s movie. 
it's um, uh, one of these American summer camps, um, and you know you've got the misfit kids who get together, and all of a sudden, Earth gets invaded by aliens. Yeah, I'm in already. Yep. Yeah. Um, the They were away from the camp when all this happens, and obviously when they get back to the camp, the camps have, have been evacuated, and uh, they are left to fend for themselves. Um, the the aliens themselves, if you can imagine, like the Demigorgons from Stranger Things and that kind of stuff, that's what they remind me of. Um, and yeah, it you know, kids trekking you know through the streets to to complete a quest you know it like i say it took me back to the 80s and i really enjoyed the movie and uh, when i looked online and saw all the bad reviews i just thought you know what a sad life these people live <laughs> 2020 we all lead sad lives mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i would i would highly recommend it it you know it, it's up there with you know, one of the most fun movies I've watched this year. So, and what was the title of it? Rim of the World. Rim of the World. So, Rim of the World Which, gave you pleasure, whereas Rotten Tomatoes fisted it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and and Rim of the World is the name of like the summer camp. Oh. Just so you know. I, I was a little bit. That's probably why people game. didn't like it on Rotten Tomatoes. They thought it was going to be a very different film. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. The, the internet film people are a very strange bunch. Very strange. So what was the big projector, or were these all on projectors? Um, the projector movie was Jingle Jangle. Okay. Um, and there was, um, for me, uh, the, the latest Star Trek Discovery after that, because I found that watching that on a projector is fantastic. You know, starships and space, <laughs> etc. And I believe there was an episode or two of uh, Better Call Saul as well after that. So you also watch TV on the projector as well. Why not? Yeah, I think the only TV stuff I've watched on a projector was V. Everything mm-hmm. else, I, I generally, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to watch West Wing on the projector. Just just because I've got every time I'm watching a projector, I've got to move a flipping couch, so it's mm-hmm. a bit of a pain. So you know, especially. But cases. that's the thing. If if the couch has already been moved for a movie, and you've you know, you may as well leave it there for the night. That's what yeah, I, course. you know, that's what I found I do. So we watch the movie, Eddie's gone to bed and I think, why, well, what shall I watch now? Um, but you know, one of the, one of the best things I've ever watched on, on the projector TV wise was, um, sliders when I was watching all those again, Nice. you know, something that you would have never, ever seen on a huge TV. Um, so to watch it on like kind of your own cinema screen is amazing. And yeah, it's, uh, you know, standard, low definition tv quality but when you're sitting the other side of the room with it playing on the tv you still don't notice no it's still pretty good and you're loving the sound bar still oh i am um i'm sure i'm annoying the neighbors but guess what (laughs) they annoy me with all their hammering and yeah, battering of the walls. So I had, um, yeah, we we had that issue with our neighbours because they were having extensive building work and still are 
it's quietened off a little bit over the past couple of days so i'm guessing they're getting to the end of it but it's been especially working nights so we finish work at oh. seven in the morning and then mm-hmm. eight o'clock half eight night. the builders are in drilling yeah. all day long and hammering and thumping and stuff so the first couple of shifts and then i went we were dead so i decided oh. i'm gonna have a bit of a move around in my room so i brought the sound bar upstairs put it about two feet away from next door's bedroom wall <laughs> uh, pointed it away from me, so you know, swapped to be towards the wall, and decided that night I'm going to dig out some of my sisters of mercy uh, playlists and and play that rather loud. I, th- I think she might have been a fan because she was knocking on the wall, which I'm guessing meant turn it up. <laughs> so I did. So you know that was all right, and then the builders were quiet the day after, so I gave her a break. But yeah, no, we've we've had the the neighbour problem as well. So mm-hmm. always fun. So, well, I've watched a couple of films on on the projector. I watched Exorcist 3, uh, the theatrical version of that, which was one of my Arrow films, uh, yeah. starring George C. Scott. So who knew that George yeah. C. Scott was in an Exorcist movie? But it was it was more of a run-of-the-mill thriller. So it's, it's very, very good. There's also a director's cut on the uh, on the Blu-ray as well. And um, would it be an Arrow? They've got a 104-minute making of, which I need to get around to watching at some point. Uh, I then checked out there is a seven-disc set of Dawn of the Dead that's come out from Second Sight. It's a bit pricey. It's like 74 quid, which is a lot for one film, but it's seven discs. And you've got three <laughs> different versions of the film on it. All of them are in 4K. There's at least six, four, five or six commentaries on the whole range, and there's about sort of four discs or whatever of special features. So if you want a PhD nice. in Dawn of the Dead, then definitely check out that. But I, I went through the different versions just to see what the 4K transfer looked like, and it looks amazing. For a, for a 1978 film, it looks great. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but Do you remember that, by the way? I remember it. I think the first time I saw Dawn of the Dead, it would have been in the 90s. Yeah. Because I was always I was always a bit of a wuss when it comes to horror films, and so it was I didn't see Texas Chainsaw Massacre until 1999, I think. So I was like 28 or something, and because I didn't want to watch it, because like, I don't want to see people getting cut up by chainsaws. This sounds horrible. Why would I want to watch this film? This sounds horrible. And why would I want to watch zombie films? I don't want people getting their flesh ripped out and stuff. It sounds absolutely <laughs> disgusting. But I ended up watching. Uh, look at you now. Yeah, look at me. Well, I've kind of got. I don't mind violence in films if it's story relevant. Yeah, I'm not one of these. It's like, oh, this film's supposed to be really gory. I'll have to buy that if it looks like an interesting story. Then I'll check the film out, and if it's got violence in it, I'll still hide behind a cushion now and again because sometimes you got to. But yeah, so I checked out Night of the Living Dead. Absolutely love that film, and then ended up checking out Dawn of the Dead. Uh, probably about six months after that, so I saw it on, on a very grainy VHS copy. But uh, on a 4K restoration, it looks amazing. It really, really does. So I checked that out. And then the projector film that I introduced the net to this week was uh, The Last Temptation of Christ. We sat down and watched that. Uh, I, I didn't warn her it was two hours and 40 minutes long. Maybe I should have done. Um, but it's it's a cool film. It's really, really good. You've got Willem Dafoe, Harvey Keitel, Harry Dean Stanton, David Bowie in there, music by Peter Gabriel, and it's a Martin Scorsese film. So it was uh, that looked amazing on the big screen. And it's, uh, it's, a, it's a strange film, but it's but I like it. You had me at William Dafoe. Oh, he's amazing as Jesus. He's absolutely... Yeah, he's, he's, it's one of his best roles. I'm pretty sure he probably didn't get an Oscar nomination because that film just got... 
got fisted more than Rim of the World <coughs> did on uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> they were they were very unkind to that. Well, but, this uh, is it. How much of America is Bible Belt? Yeah, exactly. But even What's the UK that? though went mad over that Why? film because it's the film itself. It's not. It's the thing with like Jesus and biblical films and Christian films. If it's telling a story straight from the Bible, then that's okay. You're that, not a problem with that, like Passion of the Christ and you know all that sort of stuff. It's okay. But if you dare to deviate, then they will come after you. <laughs> and Last Temptation of Christ is basically Willem Dafoe plays Jesus. Uh, he's very confused to what's going on. He doesn't know. He keeps hearing his voices in his head and all this sort of stuff. And you know, he's, he's portrayed as a regular human being. He he dares to have a relationship with a woman in the film. So they were outraged about that. Because Jesus would never sleep with Mary Magdalene. This is this is blasphemy. So they all they all went mad. Says who? Exactly. He was just like a normal guy. In the, so I would I'd recommend that you watch it at some point, Bob. It's very very. Oh, it's uh, it is a very very good film. Yeah. So and uh, I also checked out Unfriended Two, which is actually called Unfriended Dark Web. This is a film I would recommend to you guys as well because it's one of these. That, and I think there's probably a name for the style of filmmaking, but I don't know what it is. So if anybody does know, let me know. But the film you are watching looks like a computer screen. So you see the mouse pointer going over, and you see people clicking between different tabs, and it's a lot of it's done over Skype yeah. and all that sort of stuff, web browsers, and there is a terminology for it, but I don't know what it is. So unfriended one is everybody's on like a Skype call. There's a weird person who joins the call, and you can't get rid of him, and then weird shit happens. So unfriended dark web, which is a sort of unconnected sequel, so you don't have to watch the first one to watch dark web. Everybody's on a Skype call. This guy's like, "Yeah, I bought a new, bought a new laptop. Oh, finally, good, you got a new laptop." Turns out he did not buy the laptop. He stole it from a desk in a cyber cafe. Ooh. Now, unbeknown to him, the person whose laptop it is knows he's done it, and there's malware and everything over this, and crazy shenanigans ensue. Uh, there's some. <laughs> I was watching the film. There's some really chilling bits in it. It's like. Yeah. Oh my, do I really want to carry on watching this? Because uh, it just messes <laughs> with your head. But it, from a computer point of view, it's very clever. So I would I would definitely recommend that. So uh-huh. the, the Unfriended series. Mm. So, Bob, have you watched any movies? Or played uh, any games, perhaps? Movies, not so much. Uh-huh. I've watched quite a bit of TV. Okay. Um, basically... Uh, a lot more in the way of um, Law and Order, NCIS. I've really got into NCIS. I don't know what why. season are you on? Whichever one's showing on Terrestrial. Oh, right, okay. uh, there's so, yeah. two, in fact, because it's on two different channels. All right. So one of them is still showing kind of the early ones, yeah. where you've still got um, Donoso. All right, okay. And yeah. um, was it the um, Israeli girl? Oh, name escapes me at the moment. Uh, but then, like I say, the other ones are showing the later kind of uh, series where you know, first time I watched it, it's a case of what where's Denoso? <laughs> <laughs> it's like where they gone. Yep. Yeah. So they've changed a lot of the uh you know, like the staff kind of thing. But yeah, enjoying that. Mm-hmm. Um also watched a few kind of um guilty pleasures, let's say. Yeah. Uh I I basically decided for some reason to watch um some of the old um Sherlock episodes. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. I need to finish up. Because I, I well, this is it. There's one that's a real guilty pleasure 
mine. That's the first episode of season two. Yes. The um, scandal in Belgravia. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what always one of my kind of, I don't know, you just paint Sherlock as human a bit. Yes. So, always like it. Mm-hmm. Good. Pardon me. So, uh, yeah, other than that, um, you know, just the usual stuff, really. There's a couple of bits that I've watched, kind of, you know, clips of films and what have you, trying to get a feel of if I want to watch them. Yeah. That's why I need to. I have a huge pile of film magazines on my desk, and one of my tasks over the next few days is to go through them, make a list of the films in there that I want to watch, and then get rid of the magazines. Yeah. I've got way too many magazines in this house. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, I mean, it's like we said. It's, you know, a lot of the times you kind of think, oh, tonight I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch this film. Yeah. Then the day may not go as well as you think, so you get to the end of the day and you just think, you know, I need to watch something different. I need something uplifting, you know, definitely on my feel good list and things like that. So yeah. that's where I've been for the last few weeks. <laughs> and is it working for you? This is the escapism that we were talking about the other week. So Well, this is it. This is one of the reasons why on Sunday I'm basically switching most things off and yeah. just watching films. I think I might <laughs> do that on Sunday. Yeah. Mm. Certainly till I go back to work on Sunday. I think I'm back Sunday night. But yeah, I'll do it on the day till then. Yes. Why not? So Rob, t- uh, obviously other than Better Call Saul, pretty much it, really, isn't it? It's Better Call Saul for you. Yeah, that's, <laughs> you know, it's a good week. It's a very, it's a very good <laughs> week. You've got many more episodes to go. Well, you got me back into DS9, so I've finished the 10-episode finale of DS9. Lovely. I sort of battered nice. through that over probably about I don't know, four or five days or whatever it was, but... Uh, yeah, I saw I finished that. I'm still, I still don't know what I feel about the very end of that show. It still felt a little bit, yeah, anticlimactic for what it was. It's like big war, big war, big war truce. What? With what? I don't know. I don't know how they could have ended up better, to be honest. Though, but uh, all in all, it's some of the best TV ever. That ten-part episode. That was very, very good. Uh, we are also ten episodes into the West Wing season one. Uh, so we're watching that. I'm, I've seen it the whole show before, but not for years, not for a long time. And yeah. uh, Annette's loving it. She's she's really. I was going to really say just it. on a associated news with that. Yeah. Have you seen that um, Toby's you know, Richard Schiff has been diagnosed? I think I did. Was that earlier on in the week, or did I, I make that up? Yeah, no, I didn't see it. What has he been diagnosed with? Guess. Go not COVID. Yes. Oh no. Well, Toby, will, uh, Rob Lowe will write a speech for him, and it will cure him. <laughs> That's how good Rob Lowe's <laughs> speech writing things is. But no, I hadn't. I hadn't seen that. Yeah. Damn. I, I was totally gobsmacked. Mm. So yeah. But no, West Wing. Anybody who's not seen West Wing, check it out. It's such a good show. It's not. It sounds really serious as well. It is kind of a serious show, but it's it's light-hearted though as well, isn't it? There's a lot. Well, there's a lot yeah. of humour in it. There is, but it, it, again, it's to me, it's it's sort of highbrow version of Mash. Yes, you know, it's light-hearted, but sometimes it tackles some pretty hefty, um, you know, topics, and some bits are really hard. You know, kind yeah. of you took the heartstrings. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to mention any names, but you know who I'm talking. I'm about. Uh, I'm waiting for one of those moments to go up because there's one I think around the end of season one, I think, or beginning of season two, and I'm waiting for that to pop up. And <laughs> so Annette will be like, "What?" But yeah, there's. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think she'll probably hit you when that happens. Yeah, she probably will. But uh, she's <laughs> loving it. We're, we've still been watching season fourteen of Grange Hill. 
Uh, it still suffers from the fact that we miss a lot of the characters that we've seen for years and years. They've not really replaced them with anybody amazing. You know, Mr. Bronson, he's gone, and it's oh. it's, it's kind of weird because we're sort of going straight into the next season when we watch them, and then there'll be like a line of dialogue at the beginning going, oh, so-and-so's moved to Dubai. Or I guess they're not going to mean it anymore. Then It's just how they <laughs> flippantly sandwich in this line to explain why this character's... <laughs> they're no not longer. in it anymore <laughs> oh. so it's, it always baffles me it's one thing I want to know about The Walking Dead and Game of Thrones and stuff how, when does the characters find out that oh by the way we're going to kill you next next episode I'm really going to ask somebody that at some point because it, it does fascinate me it's like brilliant, I'm in this long running show oh Bob, can I have a word? yeah, we're killing you next week what? I'm out of a job now that sucks, <laughs> <laughs> it just interests me it's probably a case of you hear from your agents first. It's a case of, you know, with something like Game of Thrones, yeah. it's a case of, you know, we start, started on season two. Right, you know, make sure that you've got me down for season three. Agent phones back. They say they don't need you. <laughs> Imagine Sean Bean. <laughs> Hi, Sean, we want you to be in this uh, long-running show based on all these books. You're going to be one of the main <laughs> characters. Yes! No, not yes. <laughs> <laughs> don't buy a house on your Game of Thrones paycheck. No. So, uh, the thing I have been starting watching as well, and I think, I know Bob, I think you'll like it, Rob. Uh, I think you would, but I'm not sure, is The Queen's Gambit on Netflix. I've heard of it, but I don't know much about it. It is, a, and thankfully, it's only a seven episode limited series, so you don't have to worry about getting invested in it. And then Netflix drop their axe on it and, you know, yep. pee everybody off. So that's why I'd held off watching it. But it is, it's about chess. Yeah. Kind of sounds a bit boring. You go, why? how could you possibly get a seven-hour show about chess? I mean, I like playing chess. I know how to play chess and whatnot. But it's like, do I really want to watch a miniseries about playing chess? <laughs> but uh, it's about this little girl. And I think she's probably about 10. And she she's in a car. Her parents are killed. She goes to an wow. orphanage. She sneaks downstairs one day to clean these chalk duster things and she sees the guy in the basement playing this game and she's like what's that game called? He's like it's called chess show me how it works and then she just seems to be stupidly smart and then it shows her as she's st- she's growing up but she's like the best chess player ever and it is amazing yeah. there was one scene in the sort of sequence in the second episode where it's just her playing chess against somebody else and it was the most tense thing I've ever seen I'm sitting watching it going <laughs> oh my god it was as if you're watching like a boxing match or something but it's a really good show so set in the 60s yeah. as well so it's slightly sort of period drama-ish but it's Ooh. definitely worth checking out so that's oh, the Queen's yeah. Gambit so, I've, so I've watched the first two episodes of that um, I finished Star Wars Squadrons VR, so Ooh. I've got all the extra stuff to go do. So there's bits and pieces, but that's uh, oh my god! W- when we're allowed to mingle in houses again, you've you're gonna <laughs> have to just give that one a go. Oh, Did you like... blow up the Death Star? No, I didn't blow up a Death Star, but I blew up quite a few Star Destroyers. There's no Death Stars in this one, so it's, it will oh. the, the game will alternate between you flying an X-wing, a Y-wing, an A-wing, or or all that sort of stuff, and then some some levels will be you're an Imperial, so you'll be flying a Tie bomber, a Tie interceptor, or just a regular Tie fighter. So it's there's a lot of the different flying mechanics. You get to try all. You get to try them all. It's uh, such a good game. So I'm uh, and it's got multiple. So which were your favourites to fly? Um, I like the Tie interceptor. Yeah. Just because it felt 
a bit more solid. The, the TIE Fighter, you're sort of all over the place, and a couple of hits, and you're pretty much dead with those things. But uh, I think the Y Bomber, the Y Wing, I liked. Yeah. From the, uh, Do you uh, get to uh, be on the uh, snow speeder thing on Hoth at all? No, it's all space. No, all space. All space. Oh, but there is I quite like the idea of uh, tripping over a few uh, at ats. That would be amazing. Maybe I guess you're not in the Falcon. No, no Falcon. It's just all the little military fighters and and stuff. I don't. Yeah. You don't no, I don't think you see the Falcon in there. But it's like yeah. even just before the level, so you put your so you got your VR headset on and you're in the hangar, or you'll be standing you're around. A, you'll be standing around a briefing table. You know, like the yeah. like they have in the Star Wars thing with the holograms that come up and stuff. And you can literally just look to the left and the right and round peek round the corners and people are or there. The Other pilots are there. It's the weirdest thing ever. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to getting involved in the multiplayer. VR, flying a spaceship, multiplayer. Yes, please. I am all for that. So if I didn't have a VR and I used that one, I would go out and get a VR just based on that game alone. <laughs> I can see it now, you know. Mark Hamill puts out a tweet. Right, I'm on VR in five minutes. Anybody want to come and join the squadron? Yeah. Service crashed. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's the sort of thing he'd probably do as well. Mm-hmm. And then this morning I thought, right, I'm going to put on. I need escapism, so, uh, so I'm going to put on Space Hunter Adventures in the Forbidden Zone, oh, the uh, the Blu-ray, and it instantly took me back to to sitting watching that film in, in 1984. It's like, oh my <laughs> yeah. god, you know, the credits come on. You're like, I remember this, and then a couple of bars of the theme song. It's like, damn, I I remember the whole theme song. This is absolutely crazy. <laughs> and uh, Annette sat down next to me, and I'm like, oh. Uh, she went, what, 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 are you, what are you watching? And so I'm watching Space Hunter. I said, look, it, it's going to be cheesy crap. It, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I, I watched this as a kid. And she really enjoyed yeah. it. She, she, it, oh. fin- it finished. She went, you know what? I really like that. It's, uh, Peter Strauss <laughs> is in it. Uh, Molly Ringwald. Yeah. And uh, Michael Ironside. But he's barely he's barely recognisable. He's so underused as Michael Ironside. So it's, it's more the Peter Strauss pretending to be like a Han Solo character. Space Hunter is basically a cross between Mad Max and Star Wars, really, isn't it? Yep. But it's a nice 89-minute film that's just daft. The restoration print is really, really good. And it's funny watching some of the camera shots because the film is originally 3D. So there's lots of you know, yes. like things poking out of the screen, but it's a 2D <laughs> film, so it doesn't work. But if you remember it... it uh, and it did. It worked at the time. I remember watching that yep. in 3D cinema and it was like, wow, it's as if it's coming out of the screen. So I saw it in the same year as I saw Jaws 3D, I believe, which is uh, also a classic film. So I'm, uh, I'm trying to catch up on some of the films that have shown up in the past couple of weeks. So I'm yeah. getting there. Getting there. So anything else exciting being going on with, with anybody, or is it just generally a bit of a, a quiet week, I think, isn't it? Oh, like I say, I had an, an Emily weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, very good. Um, what that, was she up to? What was her highlights of the weekend? Oh, we were doing more computer gaming again. Yeah, you know, basically, kind of um, networking and what have you. So, uh, you know, when I think it was on the the Friday when I went and picked her up and we got back uh, again, it was more uh, kind of um, on. She'd got her switch set up here on the big screen up in her room. Yeah, and so we were playing uh, Mario Kart. Okay. So. Yeah. Um, again, I'm not a good daddy. I didn't let her win. 
<laughs> no, you've got to teach a kid loss. <laughs> no, you can't let him win. It's a lot about no point in you playing if you're going to let him win. Exactly, yeah. No chance. But, um, but yeah, we, I mean, basically on Saturday we moved on to kind of, you know, games on the uh, the PCs network. She'd brought her laptop over and what have you. So, yeah, we had a fair bit of gaming that way. Mm-hmm. Did some fair good stuff and what have you. Both enjoyed it. Good, good. Um, after yeah. tea, we played card games. The one that I picked up this uh, Here to Slay, I think I've told you about. Mm-hmm. This is the one that I got on the uh, the Kickstarter. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, from the same people that do Unstable Unicorns and Exploding Kittens. Aha. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was going to say, Rob, if you want to pick it up, definitely worth it. Mm-hmm. Great. Recommendation. So, uh, <laughs> while you're about Kickstarters, uh, Danny Thompson's doing an Indiegogo for her 2021 calendar, which yeah. I'm sure will be interesting, but I would never get away of putting it up on my wall. So, you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> as, much as, like to, probably, as much as I'd like to donate to somebody's campaign, it, that's not happening. It's not worth it. I was no. going to say, I'm probably the only one that could get away with that. Yes. Three of us. So, if you do get one... <laughs> Let me see the pictures. No, no, no one ever comes into my office. I could put whatever I wanted on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> my office is my bedroom. I'd get killed. <laughs> so there we go. So I saw a really interesting question on Twitter, strangely enough. And it's uh, so I thought I'm going to use that as a little bit of a, a, f- a final topic sort of thing. If, what would your 17 year old self? think of your life if they saw it now bob probably very confused (laughs) why would they be very confused well like you say you know the stuff that you know if i basically sat him down and told him all the stuff that was going to happen yeah yeah it would be a case no no i'm not gonna let that (laughs) it's not gonna just turn to drink must be the beer nuts (laughs) (laughs) my 17 year old self probably was already turned to drink Uh but But yeah I don't know. Um, I, it's one of those things, like you say, can you imagine telling your 17-year-old self about the people who've betrayed you? Yeah, I mean, this is obviously not something, so it's not like a Back to the Future thing where oh, if no, you went but... back and told them, then they could change their, you know, change the yeah. course of where your life goes. It's, it's set in stone. It can't change and stuff, but... yeah. Do you think they would yeah. be? Do you think they would be happy with your career? And I thought I saw the question. I'm like, do you know what? That's a really damn good question. It's a good topic. I'm stealing that. I don't know why they said 17. Did you just pick the number? I don't so? think so. I don't think they would be happy. No. No. Not as I was when I was 17. Yep. Mm-hmm. What about you, Rob? Uh, I think my 17 year old self would think was a bit of a rock star. Go do tell. Go on. You know, sci-fi whales. You know, private signings with celebrities. You know, married with a with a kid. You know, and not from the usual sense of like shock and and being scared. When when you're being bullied and no one comes near you. You know, you think you're going to live the rest of your life alone. So married and the kids, a huge win, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm living a rock star life, uh, according to my 17-year-old <laughs> self. That kind of work. I think, yeah, I think mine would be similar. I think my 17-year-old self, from, from a geek point of view, would be like, holy mm-hmm. crap, that is amazing, that's the best life ever. However, I also think they would look at 
like the work side and you know let, let's have a look at your bank yes. balance they'd be like what are you doing with your life what's the matter with yep. you why let me let me look at your work cv you're all over the place you're not qualified to do anything you know i'm I could pretty much yeah. put my hand to doing any jobs, but I have no qualifications to do anything. So I think on that side, they'd be like, you've just messed it up. What's the matter with you? Yeah. But geek-wise, they'd be like, holy crap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There'd be good shock in some ways, yeah, but bad shock in others. Yeah. Because I think we all look at our own lives sometimes and go, am I happy with it? And there's so many aspects of mine that I'm not. But, you know... But we still never change them. <laughs> I'm not happy with that. Are you going to change it? Probably not. Very strange. But uh, so what are you happy with? Why work? I hate the fact that I, I work. I like the fact that I've got a job. That's great. I like the fact it gives me a wage. I am perfectly all right with that. I know how to do that job, but I am just—it's mentally dead. You know, it's 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 not creative enough. I don't have any scope to progress anywhere because of the way it's all set up. It just it does my head in. I want something where where I can put my whatever I know to good use and mm-hmm. and make things improve. But the good thing about work being the the thing that you are unhappy with is that can always be changed. Whereas if you turned around and said, "Well, you know, I'm not happy with my face," well, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so uh, so yeah, not a bad thing to be unhappy about, and I think a lot of us can sympathise with you. I think <laughs> yeah. a lot of us are in the same boat. So yeah, um, yeah, it's just let, let's all stage an uprising, and uh... <laughs> I'm working on it. Yeah, but you know, sort of work-wise and career-wise, I'm not happy with with that aspect, mm-hmm. and that is a massive part of all of our lives, isn't it? Percentage-wise, it's probably yeah. like forty. 40% of our, our entire existence is connected with work because obviously without work we have no money without money we can't do the other things and, and all that sort of stuff so it's a, it is a big chunk I used to have that those. go on sorry I used to have that um, horrible thought when the, when it came to work that actually I am spending more waking hours with the people I work with than my wife and my child yep. yeah which is sucks yep. this is it I mean it's like you say I'm sure we've talked about this before but it's a case of are you working to live or living to work yeah I think I'm definitely working to live definitely yeah I'm not living to work because I don't feel somebody somebody else put uh, as people tend to do on Twitter they put things out and people read them but somebody said if you're writing a play but you're not being paid is that work? And I replied saying, well, you know, a lot of the stuff I do, I don't get paid for, so I don't think of that as work. So I would say no to that. And then they, they sort of kept flipping it back on me. And I said, look, I said, basically, t- tonight I'm going back to work, my night job, and I'm really not looking forward to it. However, before then, I've got some work to do on my film stuff, and that doesn't feel like work. So I think it's how you perceive it, I think. That's more of a hobby. It is. It's it's a hobby, but it's kind of... I think it, you it, hope to turn it into financial. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit like sort of saying to Rob, it's if he's doing a website for somebody, but they're not paying him, is it work? Charity. It's pretty much charity, isn't it? Is it work, or does it feel like work and stuff? Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of it's a mindset, I think. But Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think all of us are... Uh, working, hopefully working to live. Yeah, we are working to live, aren't we? 
I don't think any of us are 100% passionate about our paying job, that's for sure. Even though we know how to do it very well and we do it as well and we do it to the best of our abilities, you know, we're we're, we're not going to go, oh, don't don't give us a holiday. I want to go to work. None of us. I'm yeah. not. So. This is it. I mean, I suppose, especially in times like this where we're, you know, kind of the world's got you know, quite full of uncertainty at the moment, yeah, et cetera. Yeah. yeah. Um, we should all have something that we can look forward to. Yeah, of course. Everybody so, needs a thing, as I like to call yeah. it. Everybody needs a thing. Yep. Yeah. So, so and it sounds like <laughs> your holiday. So, about Danny Thompson's uh, calendar. Yes, that's yes. something to look forward to. <laughs> I'll, I'll send you the link. So, uh, yeah. yeah, you can get it signed. You can have one that's not signed. Kind of works. And, and look at me with my knowledge here. I think I'm right in saying that. The only place you'll be able to get this is on this pre-order no, that, on Kickstarter. That's true. Because there's going to be no more produced after no, that. No, there won't. No. Yeah. No. Well, question for you, Rob. This is hypothetical, of course. <laughs> but do you think if we were to get one of these <laughs> calendars and yeah. sign and then give it to Stuart as a Christmas present? That'd work. He'd, he'd have a good excuse. Well, yeah, because it's not, it's not it. me that's bought it then, is it? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think that could work. It would be this... rude to get rid of it then. <laughs> <laughs> buy, buy three, keep one each for yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> so th- that takes me back to a story that uh, the uh, the Everton did, and it was years and years ago when he and I and you were there as well, Bob. Where it was like we just yeah. we went to comic cons and we collected autographs, and yes. I built up this huge collection of signed stuff, and Everton. Uh, I bought him a pre- I can't remember what I bought him for Christmas, but I generally, when I buy people gifts, it's nice gifts. It's nothing you, you yeah. can open it in front of grandparents. It's not a problem. <laughs> and uh, so I give him this present, and he went, "It's not porn, is it?" Well, no, I wouldn't. Why would Why would you buy somebody that for Christmas? I would never, never have, never, never <laughs> would do. But I went, "No, it's not Everton." So Christmas, I get my present of him. I open it up. <laughs> it's a semi-nude signed picture of Drew Barrymore. So it's like you were worried about me buying something semi-graphic <laughs> uh, and you've bought me something. So I do still have that picture. It's in a folder, but it's not something I can put on a wall because she's, uh, yeah, she's topless. So, you know, God bless Drew Barrymore. Reminds me very much of Josephine Gillen at the first Sci-Fi Whales. Oh, <laughs> Enough said. She was funny. Yeah. and uh, Little post-it notes uh, placed... Um, <coughs> on her signed photos on the t- table yes. that day. Yes, while she was <laughs> guzzling vodka. <laughs> oh. And uh, if you go search her name online and find out what her real name is, and then go put it into a certain website, yeah, you'll see. Oh. I've seen those clips. That's definitely her. Yep. Very, very <laughs> strange. Because I'd seen. I thought somebody told me, "Oh, this is what this person used to do for a living." I'm like, "What? Well, that can't be true. They're in Game of Thrones. Get out of it. Proper actor and everything." So I found the article and it mentioned the, mentioned a real name, and then I thought, right, let's go searching for that just to see if it is actually true. And yes, it is. There, there mm. is video <laughs> proof out there. I've seen it, so it's very, very strange. And then I have to clear your search history. <laughs> yes, pretty much. So that was many years. I was probably just after Sci-Fi Wheels. And you're one. just worried about a calendar, Stuart. Come on. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Where are you that for? Um, I don't know. Game of Thrones podcast, maybe. <laughs> something like that so um, so I was looking at Cameo which uh, there's a lot of actors and stuff on there doing video messages and stuff my god they're well pricey some of them 
Because yeah. I was looking for cool Christmas ideas, and then I looked at the cost, and I'm like, uh-uh, ain't getting that. So that didn't happen. But yeah. It's, uh, but if anybody wants a, a video message from one of us three, then for just one pound fifty, we'd be there. Yes. <laughs> Not literally, but you know, social. No, no. For one fifty, one fifty, I'll be there. Oh, fair enough. That's <laughs> fine. It's not a problem at all. I will be anywhere. You'll even smile. Mm, possibly. <laughs> possibly. Does not happen very often. So what's everybody up to for the coming week then? Anything exciting, Rob? More websites, I presume? Yes. Uh, more WordPress website building for me. Yep. Um, there is a, a secret project that uh, I... Uh, will be contacting a certain celebrity about mm-hmm. um but i can't say anything as i do on this you know i just uh, you know leave everybody hanging you know oh something really exciting can't tell you about it yeah <laughs> well we're on about secret projects the one that you and i are talking about in bits and pieces mm-hmm. and stuff uh, i want to add um actor headshots to one of the many things that are included in that because i think that would be a good addition as well Sounds good. Um, I need to send you something to uh, to have a look then uh, on that uh, yeah. train of thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what else other than secret websites and things that make Bob go, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm feeling excluded here. Anything else, Rob? Um, More Better Call Saul? Better Call Saul, yeah. <laughs> I'll, by, by this time next week, uh, I'm not going to be a millionaire, but um, I will probably be on season three, episode ten. Nice. At Ooh. least. Very good. <laughs> and Bob, what's got? Uh, what's what's filling your time up over the the, the coming week? Um, well, he's altering calendars. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm. I'm probably going to be having a few drinks on Friday in kind of preparation for Saturday. Yes, because Saturday you you go up a digit. I do. See, yes. I know these things. Yeah. <laughs> I should hope so. I've known you for like 20 years. <laughs> so what are you doing Saturday then? What's your what's your birthday plan? Well, Saturday, so everybody can tweet at you, wish you happy birthday on Saturday. Well, on, on Friday, I've got we we have our usual works meeting, video meeting, basically, where we all get together at about six in the evening and drink beer at each other. Yes, um, the frothy ale session. You said say, drink beer at each other, not out of each other. At right, each other. Just wanted to clarify <laughs> there. So yeah, um, but You're then talking about rim of the world. Again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Saturday, I've got to go over. Uh, it's mum shopping, of course. Uh-huh. Basically, sort that out. Yep. So um, before the drinking, then I presume. Well, yeah, and then <laughs> when, when I get back in the evening, I, I may sort myself something out. You know, open a, a, a bottle of single malt or something special. Nice. And have a few. Yeah, you know, I won't go mad. I've I found that it. If I go a bit too kind of over the top. I lose the next day just kind of, you know, I'm not well. Yeah, it's like It yeah. takes me ages to recover from it now. It's like getting up early after a night shift. I felt like crap until about four o'clock today. Oh. I was like, oh, God, yeah. kill me. So, yeah, I'm, I might keep it down to, you know, single digits. Nice. <laughs> Do that and then put on Kelly's Heroes or Gone in 60 Seconds or something and just, you know, mm. escape. <laughs> but Chris, or split second. Yeah, watch them all. Have a film a thought. But this year is going to be weird, isn't it? I think with Christmases and 
and birthdays and stuff because we're so I mean everybody's ordering it online well not everybody the smart people are ordering it online and uh, and hopefully there won't be massive house mixing and stuff going on so I'm alright with that I I always think Christmas should be small numbers anyway because we've all been to these big things where it's like people in the kitchen freaking out panicking because they've only got 10 chickens and oh it's not defrosted (laughs) or run out of peas and it seems so damn stressful I think really it shouldn't be it should be sit down in front of the telly open your presents put some music on fall asleep at 3 o'clock in the afternoon and wake up at 7 and go do you know what I've enjoyed today because I've not been at work Yes, exactly what it should be. To swap in a couple of text messages with with your friends, or I think well, watch a Doctor Who Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's exactly what it I should. Mean, be. This is it. This year, I don't have Emily on Christmas Day. I pick her up Boxing Day, yeah. so I've got a nice, quiet Christmas Day. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'll be able to do the watching the TV specials. You know, getting up when I want, not case of right. You've got to get up because we're opening presents soon and things like that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But I will have to make a Christmas movie list for me to watch. Okay. From So I think that's something we, we, we all perhaps should do. Yeah. You know, basically make our, you know, the ones that we're going to watch over the Christmas season, you know, our, the ones we always feel. Oh, like so we're, are we making our own playlist, not recommendations yeah. for Bob? No, no, our own playlists okay. of what we'd recommend, what we want to watch ourselves. You know, but it's ideally got to be somehow tied into Christmas. Rob's, Rob's panicking now in case there isn't a Better Call Saul Christmas episode. Oh, <laughs> will be. But I mean, you know, you think about it. It's a case of the things as a ki- as kids. You know, the films that used to come on at Christmas. Yeah. You know, so you could class Bond movies as your Christmas watching. I always class them you as know, things like holiday that. movies for some reason. Bond, I don't know why. I always think you know, of all the Harry Potters would be classed. You know, like you say, you know, a lot of the uh, the TV series had Christmas specials. So, like you say, things like Doctor Who. Yeah, you know. well, West Wing season one episode ten yeah. was actually a Christmas one. We put it on today. It's like, exactly, well, that's yeah. kind of timely because it's November, but you know, it's near it. But only fools. Yeah, or oh, the Batman and Robin ones. Yes. Yeah, watch oh, that yeah. trilogy. Absolutely amazing. So, yeah. so here's one. So I right. So Christmas movies. Which films? And this is ones that sort of pop back from childhood. Which films instantly pop into your head that you would probably watch on Christmas Day? For me, the one that jumps in is Star Trek: The Motion Picture and Superman Two. For some reason, I don't know why they used to always be on around Christmas, and the Black Hole. There you go, that's three. Oh, yeah, the black hole, yeah. Which is on Disney Plus, it's amazing. Get it watched. Yeah. So, that's very good. But that's three that always pop into my mind for some reason they were always on, and then obviously Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. I'll tell you the one I'll be watching that'll be on from my list, if that's one of the criteria. And, okay, predates Rob, so he may not even have heard (laughs) it. Predates Rob. Well, that's a a good, I like that phrase. Yeah. But I know you know of it because we've spoken about it, and that is The Sting. Yes. Great film. So, yeah. Yeah, and, so that, I think and that, it, feels... that might be on my Christmas watching. And that's a good one, isn't it? Because I don't think it's got Christmas in it, but it has a Christmas. You were well, so serious. It was another it one that Christmas. was always shown at Christmas. Yeah, it was. Gr- Same with, um, what was the Bugsy Malone, the kids' version? Yeah, yeah Bugsy Malone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah with that the, was with another the one, you know, with the splurge. Yeah, yeah, very young yeah. Jodie Foster in there. Yeah. 
So yeah, there's a lot. What about you, Rob? When you think Christmas movies, which ones jump out that you used to watch on Christmas Day when you were a kid? You, you've mentioned a few of them, so I'm going to have to go with things like maybe like a Roger Rabbit or... Who Framed Roger? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, it's tough now. Um, obviously, the uh, the Snowman. It was yes. always kind of flick over to uh, Channel Four, I believe, was always the the snowman. Yes. I think he still is. Yep. Yep. Um, so yeah, um, yeah. I think. I mean, uh, if we're going more modern, I, one of my favourite ones that way would be Polar Express. Mm-hmm. You know, again, nice kind of good animated movie, and know. one that Annette has never seen, even though she's a massive Tom Hanks fan. So <laughs> shock horror! That, wow, that, that's on for this Christmas then it, for you. You've got to make sure you watch it that. Is indeed, please. yep. So she's. Uh, <laughs> we've already started working through the Robin Williams and the Tom Hanks filmography. So you know, we're not watching. I said, look, don't watch them in order. I can't handle that OCDness. So we're just yeah. literally watching them as and when they pop up. So you know, we watch what dreams may come. Uh, Tom Hanks wise recently we watched Green Mile and uh, yeah. and stuff like that so Polar Express will definitely get a view in Willow yes yeah, good film that was a good are you excited about the forthcoming TV series of Willow never knew it was yep. coming but it yeah is, bring it, it is coming it will be a Disney Plus series obviously because that's who that's is who Warwick going to have that a cameo no no he's not no Warwick's not got a cameo he is Willow he's coming back uh, he's, he's, he's Willow still, yeah, yeah. He's, back. he's back right. yeah so he's back who's they got as Mad Mardi uh, I don't think we well, didn't cast anybody else yet but I, I just know that uh, Warwick's back in it Ron Howard will yeah. be producing it or, or whatever uh, and yeah. it's a limited series so it'll be like 8, 10 episodes or whatever but that's a thing that's interesting that is Very coming nice. And the Jack Reacher TV show is starting next year to film They've, that's fully cast the first season of that will deal with kill shot i think but don't quote me on that it's dealing with one book so like one season yeah. per book so i'm quite looking That's forward to that one um so yeah who's the cast um i will try and tell you it's not a guy that i was familiar with totally okay with but yeah. so let me see who they have got cast its lead character he is cut. Yes, I'll accept cookies. All right. Um, as long as a chocolate chip. Alan Alan Richson. <laughs> that name rings a bell. Let me see. And he's apparently over six foot, so obviously the internet's quite happy about that because apparently that's the only thing you need yeah. to play Jack Reacher is to be the right height. Um, no. Somebody <laughs> should have told me I would have put in a, an application. Okay. He was um, he was an actor in. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the, the remakes. Yeah. Uh, he played Raphael, and he <laughs> cool. was... He's in something called Titans, which I have not seen. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? He's in some of the Hunger Games. Uh, he played Aquaman in Smallville. No. So, uh, it was a, oh, a whole episode of CSI Miami, and I'm sure he was in, like, a <laughs> Hunger Games movie. I can't find out. Yeah, he, just, he was in like one of the Hunger Games things, but um, yeah, but yeah, it's probably from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I recognise the uh, yes, yeah. probably is. So yeah, he's playing Jack Reacher, so that will be mm. good. Um, he is. To keep banging on about how flipping tall people are, get a grip. Don't matter. <laughs> so yeah, so we've got that coming, 
and uh, yeah, a few bits and pieces around the corner, I think. Well, I just noticed today, I saw some uh, a blurb. They're doing a Tom and Jerry movie. They are, and it's in the style of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, so it's that sort of technology. So it's live yeah. action and I've seen cartoons. a few of the, uh, bit of the clips, you know, kind of a trailer for it, and I, it's one I'd quite like to see. I Does think. it look okay? I watched the trailer, but I saw a still. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so... Hey, speaking speaking of Tom and Jerry, just brought something back to me. Mm-hmm. A few weeks ago, we watched a Tom and Jerry animated movie that we uh, I bought from Amazon. Um, it was um, Tom and Jerry, uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> of, what a crossover. Also, weird one. Okay. Mm, obviously licensed because they use the name. Um, it's got the majority of the songs from the original movie in there. Um, but obviously re-recorded and it's a really good watch you know if you if you like your tom and jerry and you know you want to watch something with your family get onto amazon or or wherever you'd like to rent digitally and and grab yourself a copy it's really it's really good it's an odd one that's out of all the sort of crossovers and spin-offs and and whatnot you'd never have pictured that i would not have picked that one coming whatsoever We were flicking through Prime trying to find something to watch one week and um, uh, you know how sometimes you'll get kind of the stuff that you have to pay for. Yeah. Yes. You know, it popped up and it was whatever it was, a fiver, and I'm like, oh, but I could buy it for that. And yeah, you could buy it for like six quid. So I bought it instead so I could own it as well. And <laughs> uh, we watched it the week after. So yeah, it's, uh, you know, and actually you know, a really good film. I've always liked Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and, yes. and this was a, a, you know, a fantastic remake with, with <laughs> Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry. Oh, wow. Very strange. So, trailer-wise, have you seen the new Justice League Snyder Cut trailer that they released uh, probably about three black days ago, the black and white one? Yep. No. I haven't. I've seen that it's out, but I've not actually watched it's it. Weird. It's uh, I like black and white films, and this one was shot in colour, so nobody seems to know what's going on with this black and white thing. So it's not that it's going to be the full film's going to be released in black and white. I suspect they're going to do two versions. So I think he just wanted to put a trailer out in black and white just to get people talking about it. But it's uh, it's all right. It looks interesting. Some films are really good in black and white. The Mad Max. Fury Road, which has yes. got a black and white version, is really good. But I would still always go for the colour one if you had a choice. Yeah. And then Logan was also released in black and white. Mm-hmm. And I've not seen that version, but I'm sure that looks really good. But I would probably always watch the colour version of that one. But yeah. Justice League, the Zack Snyder films have always been really, really colourful. So why he's thought, do you know what? I reckon black and white. It's, it's, it's definitely yeah. an odd choice and when you watch the trailer which is obviously all in black and white all you're looking at is you're concentrating on the fact that this is black and white and i wonder what it looks like in color <laughs> so it's a little bit odd but there's also another while we're about trailers there's another teaser trailer for the, the limited series the stand which comes out on tv in december so Ooh. that looks really, really good. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg's mother Abigail, she gets a bit more screen time Ooh. in the trailer. But I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the original series and the book. Yeah. So I'm uh, I'm quite excited about this new one. Have you seen the trailer for um, the the Fresh Prince of Bel Air reunion? Is this an actual reunion? Or is this is this a crap one like it's- the Friends reunion where they're just going to sit around and read a script and have a chat? 
it's it's a cast reunion. Seems to be the thing, doesn't it? You know, it's it's the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and even the trailer had me, you know, kind of squealing in anticipation. You know, it's, <laughs> you know, it's the Fresh. I Prince might check of that Bel-Air. trailer out then. So they're not doing it like, or are they doing it like the West Wing, where they got them all on stage and reenacted I've an got, episode, or do we not know yet? Or I've got no idea. All I knew is I saw that the trailer was out, watched the trailer. That's as far as I've delved into it. Yeah. But, um, you know, yeah, it's it's the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Come on. I want some MASH reunions. There's quite a lot of the cast still around. I, I want them back. Well, I read today um, that basically, I think it's the Smithsonian, okay. mm-hmm. actually have... Two, it's, MASH is one of only two TV series where the Smithsonian have taken parts of the set and set it up. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. They did, um, they basically had the swamp and I think it was the operating theatre. Nice. So, but yeah, it was really weird. You know, just thinking kind of, yeah, can you imagine walking into, a, like you say, into a museum yeah, and you're suddenly in find yourself on the set of one of your favourite TV series. It would impress me more <laughs> if it's the actual set. It so was. I, 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 that would did. blow my mind. But if it's a, re, re, you know, recre, a recreation, then... Like, eh. no, no, they basically, at the end of the series, they took the tents and all the props and basically set them up. Nice. Did I ever send you that footage of the MASH set? I don't know if I did or not, did I? Did yes. I send it? Right, oh, okay. So I've got to yeah. send it again then. So Neil Johnson sent me a wonderful little present the other night uh, through Twitter DMs, and it, it, all it said was, share this. So I'm like, what's this? Because a lot of people do like share this. I'm like, what is it? Is this a virus? Oh, my God, what's going on? But it wasn't. <laughs> it was a live concert music track that Neil and I shot when we were touring with Rhapsody of Fire earlier on in the year. He's, he's Ooh, cut, he has cut together this like, I don't know how many minutes it is, but it's a few minutes. And it's, it is so weird because he's done such a professional job on the editing and the camera work, as you would expect, because that's what he does for a living. But it is so weird seeing a lot of my footage in there. It's like, holy crap, that actually looks really, really good. So I could have, obviously, I remember what I was filming because I was there filming it. And, and so I could pick out every single shot that was mine. And it was like, that's really weird. It just it brought me back to, yay, 2020 hasn't always sucked. February 2020 was amazing for me. And that was definitely one of the highlights. But it's uh, it's it's kind of cool seeing it get thousands and thousands of views on, on YouTube. Um, so that I can now add cameraman or camera operator to uh, to my work CV. And I've got that. I can go, yeah, I added half of that. Well, I don't know whether it's half. I've not added the percentages up, but it's there is quite a large chunk of my footage in there, so I was very, very happy with that. So thank you, Neil. You've done a you've done a good job. You should become a filmmaker. Just a tip. <laughs> could, uh, and if it, was was that on the uh, the gov.uk site? Yeah, it's, it's basically saying Neil should retrain as a filmmaker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if he needs any tips on how to to finish films and and get them out there for everybody to see, for the love of God, don't ask me because I've still not released a proper <laughs> Mimi one yet. It's uh, oh. Jesus, crazy. It'll happen. It will. 
It will. I did cut together a fun little new trailer, which I've not shared because I was just playing around with the editing, but I think it looks quite cool. So I, I may send that to you later on, just so you can have a look. But uh, Please do. Yes. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to just filming and fo- doing photo shoots. Actually leaving the house would be nice. Yes. <laughs> Strange times we live in. So. Definitely. Well, I shall leave you guys to it. Thank you very, very much for yet another podcast episode. Always fun. And it's, uh, to be honest, all podcasting things aside, it's nice to have a good old chat. So. Indeed. Yeah. So there you go. But uh, enjoy the rest of your evening. And Thank you. And I hope you get a good night's sleep. It sounds like you need I one. I do need one. Yeah, I'm probably going to watch another Queen's Gambit and then um, and then fall asleep. So, <laughs> so there you go. But uh, yeah, we'll catch up with you guys off air at some point. Look forward to it. Go go, go by a calendar. (laughs) 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 See you later. (laughs) 